Welcome to the Well-Adjusted Woman Podcast, where we get acquainted with chiropractic care as a staple element of a wellness lifestyle, discuss emerging as a woman in alignment with your life's calling, and create opportunities for building a healthy relationship with yourself and others. Every episode will incorporate an actionable step for aligning with your highest innate potential and moving forward towards your goals and bright future. I'm Dr. Danielle Winfrey. Let's begin. Hey y'all, this is Dr. Winfrey. Hey, this is Carmen. Welcome to her story, Memoirs of a Well-Adjusted Woman. Okay, ladies, so this time we have a very special episode. We are going to celebrate Carmen's birth story, but first I want to give you a few benefits of chiropractic care for pregnant mommies. So the first benefit of chiropractic care for pregnant mommies is going to be a shorter time in labor. You ever hear somebody fussing at their children like, you better clean up this room and I don't want any attitude because I was in labor with you for 84 hours. Yes, <laughs> chiropractic care is going to significantly benefit pregnant mommies by decreasing their overall time in labor. The next benefit is going to be a more comfortable pregnancy and more ease during labor and birth when it comes to pushing. Then chiropractic care is gonna benefit the mommy by causing her to have a more smooth postpartum recovery and it's gonna boost her efficacy and success rate during breastfeeding. All right, y'all, so we're gonna go ahead and dive into Carmen's story. So Carmen, girl, it's good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> it's been forever. How long has it been since we've seen each other? It's been four years. Okay, so how old is your baby? She's four. See, oh my God. Yeah. It really has been four years. Okay, so tell us what happened. So I remember you came in to fill in for Dr. Jawari, and I was telling you about my pregnancy, and you were asking me, you're like, well, I can help you. You were like, um, you said we went to the back room, and then you, you adjusted my hips, and then you were giving me like tips and things that I can do at home. So you gave me exercises. You told me I can have sex with my partner. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried everything because with my first son, it was more difficult. Like I had to get induced so I was able, so I can be able to have labor. So with her, you adjusted me and literally the next day I came back to work. I was like around 11 in the morning and then I was starting to have con contractions. And literally, like, two hours after that, I had her. And it was the fastest thing. Like, I was just like, everything happened so fast. I got to the hospital. My husband met me there. I was actually in the waiting area. And then the lady, she came in, the nurse, she was like, oh, we don't have rooms yet. You have to wait. And I was like, I'm going to give labor. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody believed me. And I was, like, crying. And then she was like, okay, just come on in. I was already 10 centimeters. <gasps> I was ready to have birth. Yeah, and she was like, why didn't you guys let her be outside? She's She was going to have the baby in the floor. <laughs> in the waiting room. Yeah. Okay, so obviously you pushed your baby out. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
it hurt. It, okay, <laughs> it hurt. So when, when you say it hurt, like, what did it feel like? It just felt like extreme constipation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I have to go to the restroom. They're like, no. I was like, yes, I have to go to the restroom. She's like, no, just lay here. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, no, the head is already out. <gasps> I was like, well, I don't know about this. Oh my god. So did you actually like poop a little? No, I didn't do that. So no. it was just the pressure of her head yes. coming down the birth canal yes. that you could feel. Yeah. That's like one of the classic signs of that birth is happening. Yeah. When you feel like you have to poop, that's when the baby is coming. Yeah, and it was like a big pressure. I felt everything. That's all I got to say. I felt everything, and then they were laying me down. I was like, I want an epidural. And they're like, no, you have to have this baby now. And then literally 10 minutes, I just took a huge scream, and I had her. And it was like a big relief after she came out. I was like, I didn't feel pain. I didn't feel anything. I was relaxed. All they did was gave me, I think they gave me ibuprofen for the pain, and that's it. Oh, yeah. wow girl okay so let's <laughs> recap so the day that i was there covering the office we did an adjustment on your yes. hips yes you were like 36 ish weeks like long in the tooth yes almost at the end of your pregnancy yeah working so she was due december 20 something and i actually had her december 1st Woo! <laughs> babies worked. come when they want to come yeah and I remember us talking, and you were letting me know, like, I want to have this baby naturally. Yeah. I don't really want to do an epidural. I want to push this baby out. Yeah. So I, w I didn't want to do an epidural because my first baby was, it was horrible. Like, I had the worst pain after. I had ribs. And, um, and they told me, you told me, actually, that the epidural makes me do unnecessary pushing. And I did do number two. With the first baby, yeah. yeah, and I was I I extremely ripped all the way to the top. Oh, yeah. So that's why I didn't want to do it. But with my daughter, it was completely different. Like I I didn't necessarily unnecessarily push or anything because I felt everything. But I was able to walk. I was able to do this. I didn't have any like with my son. I had my my legs. The the blood wasn't going really well so mm. with her I was able to walk I was it's just like something that I was like I'm not ever gonna get an epidural again <laughs> yeah and that's one thing when you talked about the ripping sometimes when you have the epidural it takes away not only your perception of pain but everything so with your second baby you could feel the pressure to the point where you felt like you had to poop but you had control of your limbs and you just could feel the sensitivity and you could distinguish the difference between pushing your baby out and pushing the poop out. So you were more in control, in control of your experience and you can kind of gauge how much power you needed, which helped you avoid the ripping. Yeah. Okay, y'all. So Carmen's story is so beautiful and it shows the benefits of chiropractic care for pregnant mommies but with what's unique about her story is with only one adjustment one chiropractic adjustment the first ever in her life she was able to see all of those positive benefits which was so empowering not only to 
her pregnancy, but to her birth experience. And it really catapulted her into her motherhood experience with so much more ease and control and comfort and power. So there are some things that she discussed that I shared with her um, that she could do after her adjustment or just as a part of her pregnancy to help improve outcomes. So you definitely want to do some sort of flexibility training, um, either through just home stretches or a prenatal yoga class, especially squats. So I recommend that every pregnant woman, really every woman, have a yoga ball in their house because that squatting and bouncing is just going to increase the pliability of the pelvic floor. It's going to loosen up the hip flexors. It's going to open the hips and it's going to give you more mobility without you having to get all the way onto the floor. You can roll your hips in a circle. You can roll them in a figure eight and it's going to be really your best friend when it even becomes maybe uncomfortable to sit in a chair. All right. Now I want to kind of back that up and let you know that at the end of your pregnancy, it really is good for you to sit on a hard surface, like a tile floor that's kind of raised up. Like if you have a foyer that goes down into a split level or, or a set of stairs in your house, it's going to be good for you to sit on a more firm surface. That helps us to keep your pelvis from tilting too much, which it's going to help to keep the baby's head in the center of the pelvis when they're head down. Another piece of homework that you should absolutely be doing when you're pregnant the whole time is walking. Walking longer distances as the days get closer to your pregnancy and walking on inclines and up stairs. Okay. You should also drink some sort of pregnancy tea that you can either get made by a doula or someone that is trained in the herbs, or you can go to a health food store and find one that is prepackaged. But a pregnancy tea, which includes red raspberry leaf, is really going to give your body the nutrients that it needs to support not only your pregnancy but your labor and your postpartum of course chiropractic adjustments are going to be paramount and essential throughout the entire process and then the last thing that i wanted to talk about that carmen mentioned was me suggesting that she have sex with her partner even at the end stages of her pregnancy so i wanted to talk about um, natural induction versus medically induced labor, okay? So there is a chemical called Pitocin that is most often used to induce labors when you go to the hospital. And there is an ingredient in Pitocin that has been found to be close to pig sperm. So what that does is it has a hormone in it that's called prostaglandins, which are scientifically known to help ripen and soften the cervix, right? So it helps the cervix become softer and we need it to be soft and pliable and ooey gooey so that the baby can move down 
the birth canal. But what happens is um, a, a, a natural substance like that from a foreign animal is going to create a more violent contraction. So a medically induced induction may give a person more powerful contractions, which could facilitate um, the process, but a lot of times it will cause a lot of pain and cramping. If you have sex with your partner at the end stages of labor, human semen has prostaglandins in it as well that our bodies will more readily recognize as a natural substance. So it will have the same effect of ripening the cervix, but it won't have such a negative ramification on the back end with such violent contractions. It'll facilitate the process, but more gently. So get your groove on, girl, in whatever way is comfortable. If it's going to be more comfortable for you to hit it with a reverse cowgirl, I don't know, from the side, missionary, whatever is comfortable, get it in. That also builds oxytocin and bonding. I could talk about this for hours, but <laughs> just stay tuned. I am so excited to continue the Her Story series where we can have voices of my patients, past, present, um, come in and share their miracle stories. Carmen's story is so unique and I'm so happy that we were able to get her on the podcast. If you are a patient of mine and you would like to share your story about how chiropractic benefited you, please don't be afraid to reach out to me on Instagram at either the well-adjusted woman or at Dr. Winfrey. Thank you for listening. If you are wanting to keep in touch, I can be found on all social media platforms at Dr. Winfrey, all the way spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-W-I-N-F-R-E-Y, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also connect at www.drwinfrey.com, and we can be reached through email at info at drwinfrey.com. Let's connect.